0: Hey friends, it's a brand new year. Welcome to the Her God Story Podcast, where you will always hear a good story to encourage and inspire you in your walk with God. I'm your host Jody Costa, ministry leader at Somebody Cares America and International, author and traveler on this journey of faith. If you haven't done so yet, make sure to like or follow this podcast on your favorite streaming platform so you don't miss any encouraging episodes. And to help you start your year off right, consider getting our 12-week Her God Story devotional for just $12. We'll get it in the mail to you, and you will know that 100% of the proceeds are going to the Widow and Orphan Fund to help women and children around the world who have special needs. At the beginning of each new year in January, or new year of school, or new season of life, it's common to assess where we've been and consider what changes we want to make going forward. Some call them resolutions, others call them goals, Whatever you call them, they are decisions you make on how you will live your life. If you decide on a new course, but do not take first or continuing steps in that direction, that decision has been more a dream than a commitment to change. Throughout our lives, we all move through many different seasons. Some of those seasons are exciting and we look forward to them, like graduating from high school and venturing into the world of adulthood. Some seasons are unexpected and very unwanted like the sudden loss of a spouse or other loved one. Some are predictable in the natural course of life. Others are instigated by God for his bigger purpose. All of them will have distinct crossroads that force us to choose which path we will take in that season. And those choices have consequences for our future. Isaiah was a prophet to the people of Judah during the reign of four mostly good kings. Even still, he prophesied about the downfall of both the northern kingdom of Israel and Judah, but also of God's faithfulness to them in their times of trouble. Isaiah 43, some commentators say, was written to a people who were stuck between the past and the future. They were entering a new season and did not know how to move forward. Do you feel stuck in any way or in a never-ending waiting room? Well, Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19 give some very clear instruction. The NIV reads, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I, that's God, am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I think we're all entering a new season, a time when God is up to something new. How will we move forward to ensure that we stay on the way he's making in the wilderness so we can access the streams he is making in the wasteland. Well, we can learn a lot from the story of Ruth. Ruth had to navigate a new season in her life, one she did not want. But the choices she made put her squarely in the stream of God's blessing. You can read all about it in the four chapters of the book of Ruth. But let's take a deeper look. Ruth was from Moab, a nation that worshipped the false god of Chemosh, who, according to 2 Kings 3.27, required human sacrifice, a very brutal practice. She lived during the time of the Israelite judges, which was filled with war between the various tribal groups in the region. Ruth married an Israelite who came to live in Moab during a severe famine. Within 10 years, though, her husband, brother-in-law, and father-in-law had all died, leaving only the women of the family alive. At that point, she did not have any children, which was a vital role for women in her day because producing an heir heightened a woman's value in the eyes of those around her. Widowed at a young age, Ruth had some choices to make. Israelite tradition dictated that the brother of a childish widow marry her so she could produce an heir to carry on the name of her dead husband. Since her only brother-in-law had also died, that would not be an option. With no male relatives in Moab to take her in, her mother-in-law, Naomi, began the journey back to her homeland of Bethlehem. Daughters-in-law, Ruth and Orpah, in tow out of duty. But not far into the journey, Naomi stopped and released them. She even urged them to go back to their mother's home. Naomi thought there was no future for them with her. She would never have another son for them to marry, and they were too young to remain widows for the rest of their lives. If they returned to their mother's home, she thought their parents could find them husbands. In Israel, she didn't think their choices were very good. Orpah jumped at the chance and headed home. We never heard of her again. Ruth, however, did not want to return to her old life. As part of an Israelite family, she had heard about the one true God and experienced living according to his laws, which are all based on and flow out of his love. In the natural, her future in Israel seemed like it would be bleak. But Ruth put her trust in God and his love over the bloodthirsty God, Kemosh. So Ruth clung to Naomi, and in Ruth 1, verses 16 and 17, she declared, Don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Ruth chose wisely. But what did she choose? Well, first of all, she chose to follow the one true living God. No matter the cost to her, no matter where he led, she committed herself fully, no looking back. You can never go wrong choosing to follow the Lord. Second, she chose to associate with people who followed God starting with her godly mentor, Naomi. Remember what 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty two says, bad company corrupts good character. The company you keep impacts your life. If you associate with godly people who are seeking the Lord and walking in his ways, it will strengthen your faith and resolve to do likewise. But if you consistently associate with those who are living life to please themselves, it will be imminently more difficult to stay true to the Lord. In this new season, i encourage you to consider carefully who you're spending the most time with and make changes if you need to when ruth and naomi arrived in bethlehem the town was a buzz it was a fairly small community and many people were related to one another because the land had been assigned by tribes ruth and naomi were the talk of the town some we know was fine and encouraging because we find out later in her story that boaz had heard good things about ruth but i imagine some of the talk especially in the early days with hurtful. Ruth had to choose to remain positive and hopeful in spite of what she heard around her. When seasons change in our lives, when things look different and feel different, we must choose to believe God has good plans for us. Satan will try to bring discouragement and doubt, but Second Corinthians 10.5 in the NIV tells us to demolish arguments and every pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I do that on a regular basis. When I realize my mind has wandered into doubt and defeatist thoughts, I stop and verbally declare, aloud or under my breath, depending on the circumstance, that I demolish every argument and pretense that sets itself up against the knowledge of God in my life. And I take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Sometimes I must persist a bit, training myself to think on the goodness of God And his many amazing characteristics, on his love for me, his faithfulness, but it works. Because Ruth believed the good, she embraced her new life in her new land. She embraced God's laws and way of doing things. Of course, with no male protector or provider, it fell to Ruth to work and provide for herself and for Naomi. Since theirs was an agrarian society and it was harvest season, she had to go to work. One of the ways God provided for the poor was by directing the people of Israel to allow the poor to glean the fields after the first wave of harvesting so that they could work to provide for themselves. And that is what Ruth did. God led her to the field of Boaz, an honorable man who, unbeknownst to her, was a close relative of Naomi. He was one of their kinsmen redeemers, another provision of the Lord for taking care of widows. Boaz's protection was on her as she worked to provide food for herself and Naomi. It was long hours of back-breaking labor, but she was faithful, sticking with it through the barley season and into the wheat season too. She chose to be faithful. At any time, she could have thrown in the towel and headed back to Moab, but she was steadfast and immovable, learning more about God and his ways and becoming more a part of this new community every day. As she was working in the field that first day, Boaz noticed her, found out who she was, and then invited her to glean in his fields every day during the harvest so she would be safe. Ruth's lot in life had changed significantly over the months. But as she responds to Boab, it's not out of bitterness or indignation at her lot in life. She could have picked up a spirit of bitterness or defeatism, living with Naomi, who was calling herself Mara, which means bitter because of what had happened to them, but Ruth did not. She kept a grateful and humble attitude in the face of her adversity and in the face of Naomi's despair. You can hear it in her response to Boab's offer. In Ruth 2, she says, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you've noticed me, a foreigner? Boab revealed that he'd heard good things about her, which means her interactions with others were also winsome. She goes on to say, May I continue to find favor in your eyes, my lord? You have put my mind at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. Her humility, gratitude, and faithfulness opened new doors for her. She was invited to eat with the harvesters and even given grain in excess of what she'd been able to glean. God multiplied her efforts beyond anything she could have done herself because she trusted him and walked in his ways in her new season. When Naomi saw how God had prospered Ruth in her work, she began to hope again, too. She eventually remembered God's plan for a kinsman redeemer. Later, after the harvests were all completed, Naomi told Ruth about it. It was God's plan for a close relative of her husband to marry her so she could have a child to carry on the family name. Naomi instructed Ruth to get all dolled up and approach Boaz in private to ask him to be her kinsman redeemer. That took a lot of guts and a lot of trust. But at the right time, still clothed in humility, Ruth was also bold. She was doing things according to God's plan, so she took action. She went to Boaz, lay at his feet, and asked him. Now, Boaz was an honorable, godly man, so he set about to fulfill her request in the right way. There was another man who was a closer relative, who was given first right to the kinsman-redeemer role, but when he declined to do so, Boaz stepped in to marry Ruth because of her choices to follow the Lord, even when she did not know where it would take her to associate with God's people, to be positive, hopeful, faithful, to do the work that was before her with humility and gratitude. And when the time came to be bold because of those choices, she went from gleaning in the fields to owning them, from being a childless widow to being married with a child it did not happen overnight she worked hard and kept a right spirit but god turned her season of mourning into a season of joy for both ruth and for naomi and even though she did not see it here on earth god included ruth in the lineage of jesus she was part of carrying christ the savior of the world you may not be in a season of mourning but just stuck in a place God is up to something new. Choose to follow him, even if you don't see where he's leading. Associate with godly people who are living according to God's ways. And when he shows you specific steps to take, be bold, but with humility. Choose to keep a right heart and attitude, even if you can't see what he's doing. God is always at work for our good. And remember that you too are carrying Christ in you, our Savior. Let him shine through you so others will see your good deeds and glorify our Father who is in heaven. I am excited to see what God's up to. Things in the world are a mess, but Psalm two twelve b tells us that we are blessed, happy when we take refuge in him. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you because you first loved us. Even in our sinful state, you sent Jesus to die for us and rise again to redeem us from hell and the grave. Because you already did that, we can have confidence that you will also give us everything else we need. Father, I lift up my dear listening friends in this new season. I ask you to provide whatever they need today, deliver them from the evils around them. I bind demonic activity that would try to hinder their walk with you or bring discouragement into their lives. And I release angelic hosts to minister to them even now, keeping their feet from slipping off the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Father, we know you are doing a new thing in our day, and we ask that your will would be done in our lives, our communities, our nation, and around the world, even as it is done in heaven. Let us see in the natural what you are doing in the heavenly realms. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, friends, there are widows like Ruth, as well as orphans all over the world, who need to experience the tangible expression of God's love. Many have special needs that we as a company of women can meet together. Like the two young men who lost parents and then had their house damaged in a storm. Together, we help provide appliances for them so they could once again live in their family home. We also help Rachel, a widow in Israel, and her two small children who had to flee their village near Gaza and relocate. Together, we are helping them get into a new apartment with a bomb shelter so they're safe. Will you consider joining us with a special gift to help? Just go to HerGodStory.org and click on the Widow and Orphan tab at the top of the page. And thank you for tuning in. In our show notes at HerGodStory.org, you'll find scriptures and the other information we talked about. You can also get a six-week devotional on Women of the Bible to download for free. Or purchase that 12-week devotional that we'll send you for just $12, knowing that all the proceeds go to our Widow and Orphan Fund. We'd love to pray with you on our 24-7 prayer and text line. Just give us a call or text anytime at 855-459-CARE or email us at prayer at somebodycares.org. And now I bless you from Psalm 139, verses five and six. May God go before you and follow you. May he place his hand of blessing on your head. May you know this knowledge is so wonderful and may he give you revelation so that you understand his love for you. Happy New Year. Her God Story is a ministry of Somebody Cares America and International. To find out more about or support the ministry, go to somebodycares.org.